Welcome to the Radio Times podcast with me, Kellyanne Taylor. In this series, I sit down on the Radio Times sofa with a different celebrity guest every week to talk all things telly. What do they watch? Where do they watch it? And who do they watch with? Each week, we glimpse into my guest's life as seen through the prism of TV and from the vantage point of their sofas. We also delve into their own glittering careers on screen. This week on the Radio Times sofa, we are joined live in the studio by the duo dominating the podcast world. It is the hilarious Chris and Rosie Ramsey. We talk about the shagged married annoyed empire and the reality of working with your partner. It's really tricky because yes, it can be hard, but then the actual good points of it totally outweigh the negative points. Plus, we talk about what it's like to land your own TV show with little to none telly experience. It's a glorious chat that in typical fashion when Rosie and Chris are around will have you belly laughing. Enjoy. Chris and Rosie Ramsey. Hello. Welcome to the Radio Times podcast. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. So weird to have you guys on this podcast when me and producer Britt Big fans. Oh, thank, thank you. So very nice to have you in the room Ooh, here with me. Nice to be here. Lovely building you've got here. We're very, very jealous. Yes, in the studio. And yeah. obviously we met yesterday as well on your radio time shoot, so yes. people can pick up a copy of that. Yeah. Um, talk me through, what's the view from your sofa? Your living room set up. Uh, Tell me how it, lay of the land. Uh, toys. Children's toys. <laughs> Children's toys, as far as the eye can oh, see. Oh, God, there's uh, so many Bits toys. of toast from the morning. Cheerios. Uh, Cheerios, half-empty um, bottles of juice. Annoyingly, uh, we are we're getting a we're getting a media wall made so, because our our, oh, our darling, our, darling, we're getting a media <laughs> wall. But at the minute, it's very like off-center, and it really it really irks us actually. Yeah, it's quite. So irritating. the TV's kind of like three quarters of the way down the wall, and it just really because yeah. we've moved a staircase. There's been a lot going on, so we're getting a new media wall. So actually, it's it's a, not very not a great view at the minute. No, is it? No. If I, I genuinely, if I had a pound for every Cheerio I hoovered up during the oh. day, I wouldn't need to work. I could just walk around hoovering Cheerios up. It's mad. Our children are just squ- It's our living room. It's not. It's not an exciting place to be. If you know what I mean. It's you might think. Oh, you know they're on the telly. Well, I bet you they've got mm, main living room. Absolute <laughs> sticky, tip. Sticky is the yeah. Sticky. Yeah, but Cheerios don't have sugar on, do they? No, no, no. And now our kids eat them dry because they're yeah. Really, but so what? Ha- so actually, handfuls of them dry out the bowl. Our kids are really. It's a good snack. Weird. They, yeah. they are, but they have them dry and then they have a drink of milk. And I kind of say, well, they're getting the milk, yeah. but they don't have it on the cereal. I like to think of it as a Heston Blumenthal deconstructed yeah. cereal. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> they're very ahead of their time. Handfuls yeah. of Cheerios with a milk chaser. <laughs> okay, so I'm envisioning you sat on sofa yeah. with uh, said Cheerios yeah. stuck to you wherever. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, yeah. everywhere yeah. and anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. What do you enjoy watching on TV? What we So together, we have a similar taste where we love kind of dramas, mm. Um, a, a, a film. We like gritty stuff. Yeah, but got to be in the mood for it though. We you, do got to be in the mood for it. Have the time for we've it. We've normally got two things on the burner at the same time. We'll normally have something quite intense going, and we'll normally have something, something a bit lighter going, and we'll run them side by side. And if we've had a, a bit of a, a, a you know an intense day or we're a bit tired, you go. Should we just put you know let's let's watch Motherland, watch a yeah. couple of episodes of Motherland, or you know what, let's barrel in and watch a couple of back to back successions mm-hmm. or the Raoul Mort thing. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you're feeling you want some grit. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. I like that. So you have similar tastes. So I spoke to you yesterday about this. And yeah. I know that you said children obviously mm-hmm. get yeah. said control of remote, yeah. which makes sense and I think is fair. Um, but that's nice to know that you have similar tastes. We mm-hmm. do. But then actually, separately, completely different. Right, I so, see that. In my spare time, I am obsessed with Real Housewives, uh, Vanderpump Rules. I watch all of the American trash TV. I love, love it. it. I'd mm. live and breathe it. Chris hates it. And you, in your spare time, will will just watch UFC or Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Rick, about it. Rick and Morty. Um, Rick and Morty. I go with proper studenty boy <laughs> viewing. <laughs> The Proper student boy you and Simpsons, <laughs> Family Guy, Rick and Morty, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, stuff like that. I love that. Yeah, but uh, every time I walk, if Rosie's got her iPad in the room watching something, every time I walk the room, there's uh, American women screaming at each other. I love it. I'm the same. It's just unbelievable. Oh my God, oh my such high drama. I watch men fighting and it's not as violent as the stuff she watches <laughs> of course well so there you go do you watch a lot of comedy um yes and no what about when... stand up oh if there's a special if, if someone's got a new special or watch a new special we're big Bill Burr fans we enjoy Bill Burr we binged watch Death Let's Flats Death Let's Flats Death Let's Flats sorry not Death oh fantastic so, and and Jamie Dimitri's uh, Netflix special yeah, as we well yeah we enjoyed that as well we're yeah. big Jamie Dimitri fans he's amazing he's from around where I'm from is I he? think he's amazing Death Let's Flats we just oh my god oh, so good um, but yeah, it's weird because we we also we've got that thing as well where one or we'll say we fancy a certain thing mm. and we will start watching it and then you make the mistake of saying the other one. Oh, I've started that; it's really good. And then you go, right, let me catch up. And then I you've know. got to, oh my god. So and then you've got watching, to wait for them to be free. Yeah, because yeah, that's 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 always hard. So I've started watching Barry. Um, that on Now TV, Barry. It's um, what's his name? The guy. It's actually just called Now. Now. That's on Now, I not know. Now TV. Not it's just now TV. Now. Catching uh, us all out. Come on. Yeah, so I've started watching that. It's, what is his name? He's a, He was an SNL guy and he's in loads of stuff. You'll know his face. Oh. Um, and it's he's an actor, but he's also a, a killer. He's also a hitman. It's really good. Comedy, Barry. dark comedy. Uh, Bill, what's his name? Bill someone. It's brilliant. Really okay. good. But well, I've, I've deliberately underplayed it so that Rosie doesn't want to just uh, catch up. <laughs> Well, that's just mine now. <laughs> so tactical and we love it. <laughs> you can it. have it. Let's um, so throw it back to childhood. So you both grew up northeast. Rosie, one of three. Mm-hmm. Chris, only child. Only child. Only child. So Lonely so child, I like the call. Oh. Yeah. Tell, tell, oh, that, that, tell that to me. Uh, tell that to me. Bike that was brand new when I got it. It wasn't hand me down. Yeah, that all your brand new clothes and your drawers. <laughs> Did you guys watch a lot of TV growing up? Was it kind of like a family? So much. Yes, I watched loads. Yeah. So much. Plonk R- in front loads. of the telly. Real, real some off. So I'm told. I think Saturday night is probably the biggest memory. It was uh, Gladiators, Generation Game. Yeah. Uh, what else was on? There was like there was uh, Big a, Break. Big Break was a big Blind one. Blind Date. Yeah. Blind Date. Um, yeah. They're the big one. And then I just used to watch loads of kids' TV. School nights. I remember school nights quite a lot. Robot Wars, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Simpsons. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, uh, Heartbreak High, Sweet Valley yeah. High. Neighbours. Neighbours, of course. Uh, home, not a big Home and Away fan. Never hit, never no. hit Home and Away. You could stand the full cast oh, of Home and Away in front of us and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to pick any of them out. No, no offence no offense to yeah. them if they're, if they're all listening, which I'm sure they are. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't they turn on? <laughs> I remember being a teenager and loving like EastEnders. Oh God, yeah. In Coronation Street, like they, they... I've never watched a soap. Totally oh, passed me word. by. Do you know it? what? That is one of those. It's high drama. It sucks you in. That's yeah. that's thirty minutes most nights a week that you're but not see, getting back. I, yeah. I remember um, the Hollyoaks. 
Oh, Hollyoaks. So I would watch I would watch Hollyoaks, and then when E4 came out, and you could go straight to E4 and watch the next one, and then the following night you forgot you'd done it, and you go to watch Hollyoaks, and you go, I watched this, and then you catch up all the, and then you get Sunday, and the omnibus is on, you go, I've watched all these. Omnibus is dangerous as well because why are you rewatching? But you are sometimes you're hooked in, and then they stick a little late night one in, and there's brilliant. Brilliant. Remember the Hollyoaks late night? Hollyoaks late night. I remember that. I had to go to council after a few of them. (laughs) There was a really intense one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Um, yesterday when we had a chat you told me that one of the things that you wish you could have told your 16 year old self was not to worry about your GCSEs yeah. uh, because you don't use them right now yeah, which that was is... personal sorry that can I just say that wasn't that, that's, uh, not, that's blank, not us um, blanket for everyone yeah we're not uh, you know uh, urinating all over education yeah. here we're saying yes you know, but personally we, for me don't I, I feel like I do I feel like I wasted a lot personally of time personally for me I made mine up yeah <laughs> In the years after, on any CV that I did for any job, yes, just I made them up because nobody checks. Check, and they I can't check. That. Nobody checks. There's no way of checking. Newsflash, everyone. They can't check. <laughs> it's, put in, it's in your they record can't check of your achievement in your life. They can't check what anything. Do? A stars. Put all A stars. Put them for th- subjects you didn't take. <laughs> they can't check. They can't Television, check. media studies. Yeah. I mean, you would have got an A star, no, in media studies. So You did media studies, didn't you? I did media studies uh, at, at college. And then I did it at university, media and film, uh, for two and a half years. And I was, uh, I did 250 words of my dissertation and then I quit to do stand-up. Right, let's talk about that. Ooh, <laughs> let's unpick that. Let's, let's, let's hold a, on. There's, a, there's, an angry, there's an anger in your voice that says to me, you're still paying back a loan, a student loan for film and media. <laughs> Oh I've triggered you. <laughs> that student loan is so big. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're so fun. Um, talk to me about where did stand up come from for both of you, both in performing careers, yeah. before podcast, before everything. Yeah. And the reason we're here today. Growing up, where did that kind of uh, aspiration come from? Was it kind of in your DNA? I feel like performers are always quite dramatic children you know you can you can tell yeah. the people that are going to go into performing and then how did you actually make that happen how did you get into go it? on you can go first oh we're, we're, we're really different so i've been performing since i was a child so i was singing in church at four years old in all the school sort of productions i used to always want to do it i did i'm at the dramatics being a kid and then i was like a ponton's blue coat so i've always worked within singing, dancing and acting type thing. Um, so it's always been in my blood and I was just to show off as a kid. But you didn't do anything no. until your friend... I did a couple of school plays. I did a couple yeah, of school plays. Yeah, but not plays. like, not big parts. Not, yeah, no, nothing, not nothing. Anything sort of outside even, of school. I didn't join any drama groups. I didn't no. go to anything like that. I didn't. But I always, it wasn't until like later on in life when I kind of sort of psychoanalyzed myself and my behavior as a kid. And I always used comedy as mm-hmm. like a, a tool I always used making people laugh as a thing. If I had a social interaction mm. with a group of people, I was I would put my stamp in as I'm the funny one here, by the way. Yeah. I wouldn't say that because that tends to have the <laughs> opposite effect. <laughs> hey guys, I'm the funny one, just in case anyone's <laughs> got any ideas. Um but basically, uh I remember one time that really sticks out. I came back from holiday, uh, and I must have only been uh, uh, 12, 13. I came back from holiday with mum and dad, and I'd just met some strange kids on holiday, some characters, and strange things had happened. And I remember I almost formed them into a set in my head, into like a comedy routine. And I knew, you know, I'm going to tell my mates this, and then I'm going to move on to this story about this, and then bang, bang, bang. 
and I just really got this vivid memory of I was I was on my friend's driveway and it was a summer night and all the kids were sitting up against the fence on the grass, cross-legged. And I was just telling them about my holiday and they were just falling about laughing. And it was a part of us to the point of where I was like, are they are they winding me up here? Like, have I got like dog poo on my shoe and I haven't noticed or has a bird pooed on my back? Like they're laughing to the point of where I feel. And then it wasn't until later on my friends that go, tell it, oh, tell him that story that you told me. And then through my life, it just became, if I was on the bus to go and meet my friends somewhere in my head, I'd be like, right, what am I going to say when I get there to make them laugh? And then my friend, uh, when I was 19, uh, we were both at uni and he said, I'm going to go and do stand-up. And it was just like this this moment where I was like, sorry, what? It's like I almost grabbed him and I was like, what, 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 what did you say? And he's like, I'm going to go to a, do stand-up. And I went, how, how? Because I had no idea how you got from man on the street to man in a theatre. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the path. But it's the same with creative careers as well. There is no set path. It's not, oh, you mm. can do this. Or, you you know, you can try go to drama school. You can do yeah. this and that. But that that isn't even the successful formula. Mm -hmm. There isn't yeah. one. It's just mm -hmm. a... I thought stand-up was something famous people did as a folly once they were famous for something else. Yeah. And Ricky Gervais cemented that in my head because he did The Office and then he did stand-up literally as a folly. He said it yeah. in an interview, went, I'm going to try stand-up. And he happened to be amazing at it. I didn't and, know that. I didn't yeah, know he did The Office and that first. Uh, wow. And then he said, I wanted to do, yeah. And he was on... I thought he I was a stand-up um, first. That's interesting. He was on, it was well, when there was the 100 Greatest Comedians thing. Uh, on Channel 4 years ago there was an interview with someone and, the, and a comic said he went oh yeah and I remember thinking oh you're going to try stand up you're right uh, let's see how good you are and he was amazing and the guy's talking about Ricky Gervais but when me mate said to me I'm going to you just go to a comedy club and you get on and you do it the the burning sensation I got to go and do it was the only way I can describe it is whatever your favourite thing is if someone like your favourite thing I don't know clothes, cars shoes, whatever if someone came up to you and said oh your favourite thing they're selling them for 10 pence around the corner yeah. there's one left that feeling you would have to leg it to that shop and get whatever that thing is that's the feeling I got to quickly go and do stand up Did you find it came naturally to you? I was luckily my first gig was an absolute stormer and if it hadn't been I don't think I'd be sitting here now yeah. I think I'd have given in. If, I, if my first gig was a dying on me arse moment, I wouldn't have went back to it. Yeah, it would have been hard to come yeah. back from. <laughs> I would idea. not have yeah. back to it. You've got to build up that resilience. You've got to have a few stormers and then you have your, I'll never, your first death. Oh, Is oh. that just what, like, everyone's not laughing? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. And it's I the feeling of this normally works. I feel really mean because I love stand-up. I love mm. going to watch it. But to get me to actually laugh is really difficult. And I'll turn to my boyfriend after we've got, we go to the Angel quite a lot. Uh -huh. nice. And he'll say to me, did you find that funny? I was like, hilarious. He's but like, you right, don't laugh out You loud. need to laugh. You, yeah. need to, you need to show. No, and, then, and now actually um, I'm trying to be more vocal. Yeah, think, right. Do me a favor, never come to any of my gigs. <laughs> Uh, no, sit in the back in right. shadow. You're doing a really good job at making me laugh. <laughs> not everybody laughs. Yeah. Some people just sit in there. Yeah, but how it miserable. What a miserable yeah. audience. But I've often Get said it out. before. I've said it in, in gigs before. I've said if you laugh quietly or you're one of them ones that smiles but no sound comes out, you need to leave. Get out. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> not you part raucous. of this <laughs> you've, you've spoken about this quite a lot, about how you feel like because of your careers, you've gone from your childhood was very different to the life that you live now and the life that your children perhaps will have. When you were first getting into it, were your parents supportive? Did you feel it was kind of a viable thing that you could make work economically? Because I think like that's something that I've I've heard from like a lot of actors as well as they say for me the most important thing was that I could make a living off it. Mm. That I'm a working actor and if fame or or anything like that comes my way, great. But realistically I just need to have enough money to pay my bills and get on with my life. That's all I ever did. I did any job that would pay. Like it was, I, I loved what I was doing, 
Um, but yeah, just anything and everything. But my parents have always been really super supportive. They never, um, they never forced any of us to do anything. Which, at which, looking at the way people people parent now, and and don't get me wrong, some of my friends as well, their their parents were like, go to law school, do this. My mum and dad were never like that. They just wanted us to so be I happy. Just they never ever just got no friends who went to law school. That is a lie. <laughs> Angela, her mum and dad wanted her to go to law school, and she wanted to be a teacher. Fair enough, actually. <laughs> So uh, and she is a teacher. I will she's try and clarify that later on, but I, I don't per- personally. I don't believe that. But she's the only one. <laughs> she's the only one. I'm and was it law school or was it just you, <laughs> Sunderland Uni? <laughs> <laughs> and it's starting to fall apart. Already. <laughs> uh, but no, never, never pressure, never pressurized to do anything, and it just. But then you made a really good um, point, which I had never ever noticed. So obviously, when I was singing, acting, dancing, and all that kind of stuff, I always had a part-time job on the side so I'm a, t- I'm a trained teaching assistant and I would work in retail and stuff like that but I never ever had a full time job hmm. and I never ever took on a full time job because I was always like but something might happen I weirdly said that the other day didn't yeah you, she always like never ever she never had a full time thing I never thing took on like a, a career she never had a desk she never had a job that she went she was always through a temp agency yeah because you know you never know wasn't... when you're going to get that car <laughs> From Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Your laugh is genuinely the best thing. Yesterday when we were in that shoot, I just, I went home to my boyfriend yesterday and said, oh, this girl, the best laugh. Oh, God. It's so infectious. It's, it's so got a very infectious I'm like laugh. moving away from it's the great. mic. So Let's <laughs> talk about um, the podcast. So for listeners who don't know, where have you been? Yeah. Uh, you guys met, so you knew each other from a young age and then you got together 10 years later yeah. at we a club night. We knew of each other. 14 we sound were. Like, it sounds like, uh, it, it sounds like we're both notorious in the area, but we did, we knew of <laughs> each other. It's a small town. It's a small town, so you, you know, you knew someone. There's like five or six comp schools, obviously with a lot of people, but when you're in the same, we're in the same year, yeah. mm-hmm. you kind of know a few people from each yeah. kind of year group. Where we're from, you've got your friends from school, then you've got your friends in your street. And sometimes the kids in your street go to a different school. So some of the kids in my street went to her school and some of the kids went to my school. Mm. So you'd know, yeah. And it was... Um, we went to college together. Went to college. We passed each sit, other in the corridor. I used to sit next to your boyfriend. You did. <laughs> uh, and I always fancied her. And then, yeah, years and years later, um, when I came back from the Edinburgh Fringe, we met in a, yeah, we met in a South Shields nightclub. It was nice to meet somebody because obviously I was in a band at that time. Um, and a lot of people, very much where we live, when you're going to get a proper job, is is floated about yeah. all the time. And it was nice to meet somebody who I knew already, who was actually in the same sort of, oh, you're a comedian. Like, yeah. it yeah, will. It's n- nice to meet someone else who, you know, for instance, uh, will miss a family wedding because they've got a gig yeah. in Margate for 200 quid. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> so, someone else who, who who doesn't think that that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Mm. Someone else who gets it. Yeah. And because I've said to. before, if, if someone said to you, because it's about the gig, it's not about the money. If someone said to me, uh, there's 200 quid in an envelope in Margate, do you want to drive down and get it? I'd say, no chance. But if you want to go drive down and get it, but you're going to do 20 minutes in front, oh yeah, definitely, I'll go and get it. Yeah. It's mad. No offence to Margate, by the way. I just picked you out of It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I listened back to the first episode of the podcast. Oh my gosh. And it really made me giggle because uh, I wrote down some quotes that you say in it. So at the beginning, you introduce yourselves and you say, I'm Rosie, I'm I'm a full-time mother. And then you say, and now I'm a podcaster. Is that my job? And then you say doesn't pay very much which I thought if only you bloody knew if only 
free. We did it for free for a we year. We did it. We didn't get paid for a year. Yeah, we, we had no ads for a full year. Yeah, for a year we were, we were down because I had to buy all the kit. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's not cheap. Yeah, no, no. it's not it's cheap. coming no. cheap. No. But um, yeah, full year we went without any sponsors, didn't we? Yeah. Mugs. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we do that? Now, now Hello Fresh up here in the mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it's one of those things, and I think. With every great project, it's the ones that you have the least expectations for. It's the ones that you come at it with. We've got a really great idea, i.e. we want to have a chat. We want some kind of us time, which mm. is effectively what your podcast promotes or, you know, that's the yeah. kind of USP. It's, it's you two talking together. But what's kind of occurred afterwards is some kind of whirlwind. Like it's a crazy, it's a magical thing. You know, your your audience as well. It, yeah. I mean, what do you no, think they it. is the success, or why do you think it was such a success? Uh, we, we don't know. We've got no idea. We, we I think it's something to do with the laugh. I'm just going to my that. laugh. <laughs> Weird. Yes, we've got get no that wrote down. Clue. Clue. Um, it, we, we 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 think about this all the time. I mean, sometimes we we finish an episode and we'll go, well, I found that funny and I had fun, but was that good? Was it good? Well, I don't know. And we'll put it out there and it's it's mad. I can't, and we live in this little bubble where we do it in my spare room and we still live in the Northeast. So it's not like we're out at events and things like, you know, doing we're this really podcast and yeah, and doing the photo shoot yesterday that we saw yeah, and doing this podcast and doing all the press that we're doing for the TV show at the minute is the most sort of showbiz we ever feel. Yeah. Uh, and we're not massively comfortable in the whole showbizy kind of thing. I want to be fair. No, it's a world um, that, w- that we, yeah, we, we don't find ourselves in. We, we're fine there. Yeah, but it is alien to us. It's not normal. So it's it's weird to think that we've got this successful thing and we don't really know. All we do is sit down and make each other laugh. And I've said this a million times. And I know it sounds cheesy. We sit down. We turn. We press record. If Rosie's laugh, if I've made her laugh, she's made me laugh, and we've had fun, we go right. We can consider that a decent podcast, and then we will send it to a producer, and she'll send it back. And if she says, like she said this week, she said she was crying, laughing in her chair, listen to it. We go, oh, we got away with it for another week. Let's see what next week yeah. is. That's literally the feeling. I can't just like that. I can't describe it better than that. There was um, an episode where you were talking about how he's like your biggest hype man, and you were saying like, till the day I die, I will like hype you up no mm. matter what. You know, you had a very successful career as a stand-up prior to this and I think especially sometimes when it comes to a relationship and sharing that success it's not always an easy thing you guys have now made a very very successful venture together sharing that space and sharing that success has that does that ever get difficult you know you work together this is your kind of joint thing is that hard it can be can be yeah it's not it it, it, like a marriage needs to be worked out anyway doesn't it yeah it's yeah. it, it, it's really tricky because yes, it can be hard, but then the actual good points of it totally outweigh the negative points. Does that make sense? And there's yeah. no one else I'd rather do it with. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does it ever get in the way of of your other stuff? You know, like I guess not only has it risen your profile, but does the podcast ever become like, oh god, okay, we've got to do it? Everything I do becomes, oh god, I've got to do it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm standing in the wings at an arena going, oh God, I've got to go out here now. I just want to go for a curry and a couple of pints. Um, it, Rosie's really good at the minute of because we've had a mental couple of years. It's been mm. it's been nuts how busy we have been and it's been really intense. And Rosie's really good at the minute of implementing like rules that make it like real work time. So yeah. we've got like a nine to five rule of like where we'll get an email at 20 past seven at night. Sorry, that's not getting discussed 
or answered yeah. until the morning. Daniel, sitting in the corner, <laughs> head of press at Avalon. Um, your card's marked. Um, like, that's the thing. And then sometimes we'll get up in the morning, we'll get up with the kids and we're sitting there and we're having a coffee and, you know, surrounded by Cheerios and toys. And I'll go, oh, um, next week, Rosie, they want us to know about what time we're going to... And she goes, no. Mm-hmm. She goes, no. This Let's is just marriage say, time. This is marriage time. time. This is family time. And, it's, and I'm like, oh, well, just, just answer the bloody question. But she's totally right. Leave it. Because Have that's a show. When, I get ready. I'll see you in the that's office. That's when it became... So mm. last year we had the first TV show and we had the tour and we had it, Chris had just come off a tour. It was manic. Last year it was manic. Uh, we mean, sorry, we mean the year got, before last. Oh, sorry, the year before last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got two young children. We've got a two-year-old and a seven-year-old. Um, and it it was bleeding into everything. Work was bleeding into everything. And there was a point when I was like, it's just we're just working all the time. We need mm-hmm. to stop this yeah. because we're genuinely we're really happily married. We've got a lovely life. We've got we love our kids. We've got a lovely setup, and. Um, and we also love our job. We're really lucky. And I was like, but yeah. we need to keep them separate. So it took that year to actually for us to go. This is, and, and we've been trialing this for a good few months now and it's working really well and we're going to keep it up. Yeah. I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but I do wonder sometimes, you know, the beef mm-hmm. with yeah. each other. Does it ever, when you go off, are you a bit like, I can't believe you brought that up? Or do, you, or do they ever say something and you're a bit like, oh, I'm still a bit wounded about that? <laughs> well, so sometimes... It can be. The beefs help. They do help. Yeah. They help the marriage. I can't stress enough how much they help the marriage. They're really good. But there are times where sometimes it has to settle a bit. So it was literally a couple of weeks ago I said, right, um, for the beefs, um, you know, just before recording, I was like, look, I've got two beefs here. Um, I've got one that just... I don't tell her what it is. I'm like, one's just a generic beef. Or can we talk about what happened when we had an argument on Saturday? And she'll go, not yet, because I'm still annoyed. Yeah. It's gonna, And it has to sort of let, it has to simmer and marinate for a little while. And then the next week, maybe we'll go into it. But you, you we actually... We can talk about that now, actually. Um, yeah? We can talk, yeah. I've, I've we'll talk about down. that next week. Yeah. Okay, that, that's to come next week. Cracks these knuckles in anticipation. You're going down. Um, it's... it's uh, Cathartic, isn't it? Is yeah, that the right word? Cathartic? but it's you yeah. know, my main job and my first job is 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 married and kids. That's yeah. the main thing, and it helps. It's funny because you've spoken about how comedy has helped you throughout your teenage years and so on. And I wonder if actually sometimes the podcast can be a really good place, like a safe space to kind of unpick things, and especially when life throws you things that aren't mm-hmm. as nice, uh, to have that space as a couple to come together and to find solace in in those moments and Definitely. to find solace about things that might be important. the listeners help as well because the amount of times we'll say something yeah. you, well, you do this and it really annoys yeah. us and, yeah. and then you'll get messages of people going oh my god mm. me and my husband will listen and it makes you go oh okay so everyone oh yeah. so it's not just we're not in the worst relationship ever we're not uh, no, so being, married, being married is really hard yeah I, being married is the most the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life because you've that got might just because you're married to me <laughs> It might be, I mean, I'd listen, I might never know what it's like being, I might never, hopefully never know what it's like. But um, it's really hard. Hopefully never it's, know what it's like. She keeps, you know, she generally always says things I don't like, believe in it's marriage. just a bit of paper. I don't believe in it. It's stupid this, just a bit of paper. I do. I, do. I which think it's we, uh, Which we've lost. We don't know where our marriage certificate is, by the way. Just like it's, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just make it up. Are we even married? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. Did you just like GCSEs? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I feel yeah. very soon. Yeah. Let's come on to talk about your show. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was on BBC Two. Yes. Mm. Now BBC One. Yeah. 
in the Graham Norton slot? Uh, yes. Allowed, well, it's on at the same time. To say that? Well, yeah. uh, Graham isn't on every single week throughout the year. He's but it's series the, also does you'll series. be taking over when his we will when be, he's we when he's off. We're on. Proud and honoured to keep his slot warm <laughs> yes. until he's back. It was a great honour to be put. Yeah, at that when slot. they said it'll we be were, the, yeah, we're over the amazing. Moon. Yeah, yeah. So, what was it like for the first series? What was it like, especially for you, Rosie, going on and do it and doing that? Was it well? So, crazy? so I, I feel we never really speak about this, but I had never done any. Yeah. Any TV. A li- little bits and bobs, sort of, bit, you know, pre-recorded, very much interviews. Um, and then the first thing was BBC chat, chat show, which I half presented. It was a bit yeah. intense, but I, I loved it. I and, absolutely and loved it. just smashed it out of the park. Oh, thank you. You're brilliant. It was like, you know, I've, I've worked with... I've worked with seasoned professionals who've been doing telly for years who aren't as good as Rosie at doing I'd never done all kinds of cues. I'd never done any, like, I, my background is cabaret singing and radio and all that kind of stuff. So it was yeah. a big shock, but um, I loved it. I, re- I, was ner- I was really nervous. I'm never, I, th- I don't know why people never sorry. say that they're nervous. I was really nervous. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you in there. No, it's all right. Auto cue was extremely easy for Geordies, though, because <laughs> we talk so fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We talk so fast, speaking at a, a speed which is okay for an auto cue person and for the crowd at home is incredibly. Yeah, but then easy you get us. wrong for talking too fast because no, nobody but that's can understand what I'm saying, you. We talk slowly. To us, it's like you know in the Matrix when he can see things moving super slow, but he's moving super fast. It's like that. Auto cue <laughs> rolls down, and we're like, "Hello and welcome to the Chris." And Ver-. that for me was painful. Just those few <laughs> words there, I felt like I was there an hour. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Chris and Rosie Ramsey show. Tonight, we... Oh, my God. That was painful. It's such a nice act. It's so friendly. Aww. So inviting. Wait till you, you hear it in a kebab shop. At three yeah, it's, it's actually quite threatening. Yeah. When this bad lad gets turned up. Oh. Do you want gravy? I don't want gravy. I put it on there. That's, yeah, oh, that's my taxi. I'm next in the taxi oh. queue. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'd, I'd be standing aside. <laughs> off, off you go. Um... In terms of this series, I'm not sure how much you're allowed to say, uh, but what can viewers expect? Is there anyone that we can say is confirmed? We don't, we, we're actually not at that point yet. It's still up yeah. in the air, isn't it? Because they... it's topical, because it goes out week one week. Uh, you know, we've, Well, we've got, we got told about a name that was confirmed today, which I'm buzzing about, but I would never, until they're in the studio, yeah. I'm not even so confirmed. Much... I'm not even sure myself. Um, but you know what we've got, which is the most important thing? Uh, our audience are phenomenal. Them the yeah. crowds that come to that show, yeah. they make it. They are the third presenter of that show. Um, we've got some great, hopefully we'll have some great people. We don't know. We we don't know how uh, many people know that this is 100% fact, but we don't know the beefs of the audience. Yeah. It's a TV show and we are unprepped. We deliberately don't know what them beefs are going to be. We don't know what it goes or I goes going to be. Oh, we please don't keep know what, Yeah, we, we don't. Do you not sometimes, I know that if they, if they come out of nowhere... Uh-huh. And you're not prepared. You don't sometimes have to really make yourself be polite. So, for example, there was one with the trainers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that episode oh, where he yeah, came oh. on and the tra- and I thought honestly, sickening. <laughs> like I'm sure he's a lovely man, but I looked at this and I thought you've gone on television yeah. Yeah. with those shoes. No <laughs> offense, but that's not even that's the rank. worst one. That's, that's not even the worst one. We had the guy who kept all his earwax. Yeah. Did you not see that one? Yeah, oh, he picked his, his earwax out little... and put it in a little nail clippers thing. Heroes yeah. to us, aren't they? Yeah. All of series one is available to binge watch on iPod. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah we should, are, we, we should do 
before second series. 100%. It'd be lovely. But we love that they came on. We say it to them, thank you, don't we? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And with the guests, so, um, for example, I love Jamie Lang. I think he's hilarious. Yes. And his... Sophia Boo, wife. Sophia Thank Boo, yeah. wife. They've wife, just got, got married. Yeah, uh, they've just got I've married. I've just come off Instagram, so I'm not up to date. Oh, why? Because I'm, I've got an addiction. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah. It's really bad. And it got to the point where I'm like looking at it first thing in the morning yeah. and I was so... Not healthy, is it's it? It's not good. This is not good. But um, first, you recognised it and you're yeah. going to, you know, well done. Fact, thanks, guys. It's very, yeah. very nice people. Yeah. It's um, good, no, but it's good because I am exactly the same. Yeah, I have to delete the app off sometimes. Yeah, and then also, I, I mean, people now say to me, I'm just like, I, I don't know who you think I am. I don't have like a brand ambassador. My friend was like, maybe you should get uh, someone else to manage your, your social You'd manage media. your account. <laughs> Oh, for my 800 followers. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to really miss my presence. They want to hear what you've got to say. Yeah. That was also very funny when I was listening to the first episode of your podcast. Um, it said that that you were like, I've just got 100,000 followers. Oh, which yeah. now, just looking at the kind of growth and expanse of the podcast, yeah. which actually, I've got some statistics here. Oh, okay. But... Um, you sold out the O2, mm-hmm. Wembley, Sunday Times bestseller, yeah. which is off the back of the pod. Yeah. And selling out their whole tour within just 60 minutes of going on sale. Yeah. I mean, just reflect on that. I mean, that's... Yeah. Do you know, we, sometimes we do, well, you know, so we've got we've got a few awards that we're really proud of. We've got, um, um, I can't think of them off the top of my head. Oh, not that proud, like, are you? Global, oh. No, but there's a it's few like Global them. Podcast. Global, the global Podcast. We've got the Comedy, we've National Comedy National Awards. Comedy Awards. We've got, a we've got them all. Podcast. We've got we've got the um, World podcast Record award. for the biggest live podcast. World Record for the biggest We've got them all podcast. on a little shelf. And there's times that we kind of sit in, in our dramas just watching telly and I look up and I'm like, yeah, we've done all right. Yeah. It's really, it, it, and I think it's nice to see. They're all covered in Cheerios. You've got to wipe all the Cheerios <laughs> off them when you, but yeah. With <laughs> that, though, when you have a big audience, especially for podcasts, it's such an intimate relationship that you have with listeners. I wonder, and this isn't a direct thing about listeners, it's more just about, I guess, the kind of consequences of being famous and, and having a, an audience or a following. If it ever gets that you feel like you have to overshare or there gets a point where you're like, actually, I'm not ready to share that or I don't want to talk about that. We, luckily, we're pretty TMI. People, in general. Like, our friends (laughs) will tell you, we are, we're shocking. But then again, all of my friends are exactly the same. We kind of surround ourselves with people who are a bit like us, who are, who tell each, we know everything about our friends and family. We know all of the kind of deep, dark secrets. So to us, it's kind of normal. But then at, at the same time, going through life, there is things that we don't, we don't share. Yeah, well, that's there's the a lot so of things we pe- don't People share. always say, oh my God, you, there's nothing off limits. You talk about everything on the podcast. We don't talk about everything. We just talk about a hell of a lot more than most <laughs> people would. So that gives sort of the illusion almost that we talk about everything. We don't talk about everything, but there's not much that isn't off. But that's not because we feel forced to do it. That's because we're happy to do it. But yeah. we live in a world, I think we live in a world where people uh, keep everything quite, which is fine. People keep everything quite tight. Whatever works for you. And, 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 and try to portray this perfect life. And that's just not us. But that's the Instagram thing, That's isn't the Instagram it? filter, the, the filter yeah. of life, which people... 
get sucked into. And there's uh, some accounts on Instagram, isn't there, that are like aspirational accounts where mm. it's all glossy and beautiful, and it's like I want to be like that. Where no one looks at ours and goes, "I want to be like that." Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but, I think some people. But do. it's a bit more real life. No, I feel it's not. It's not a um, rose tinted. Mm-hmm. Everything filtered to the nines. You just you. Yeah. Um, watching back the show, how was that? What was that experience like? Watching back the TV show for the first time is that wild, exciting? It was, um, it was for me really exciting, and I was dead proud of it because we pulled it all together and we had a really good time. We had a good, we had a good laugh. Best the tour and the TV shows have been the best nights out I've ever had in my life. Oh, they look like fun. I think that's why it's such a good watch. We sink a bottle of wine. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like on the we tour, are, we sink a couple. We sink a couple of bottles yeah. on the tour. We we like to have a nice little jolly drink while we're doing the show. And so mm-hmm. you bloody should. Yeah, and we have it by the end though. It's uh, we love it. <laughs> well, well, and I could tell. Do you know what it is? I could tell that that was coming across uh, after the series because the amount of people I would bump into. Uh, like fans in the street and they would say I used to love watching your show on Saturday nights and I'll be like it was on on Mondays but you think it was on on a Saturday because we've bottled that sort of party atmosphere and pumped it through the screen but it's on a Friday now which is really really cool very exciting well yeah boozy boozy Friday night isn't it Friday night Friday night in well guys um, thank you so much for coming on the Radio Times podcast thank you for having us Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's it's a really, really nice interview. You're very good at it. Thanks, mate. It's been great. Thank you. If you liked this conversation with Chris and Rosie Ramsey, you might also enjoy our episode with Miriam Margulies and Sarah Pascoe. Both can be found by scrolling back through our feed.